The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and welcome to Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, on this Friday. Early evening on the 15th of March 2019, corresponding to the 8th of Rajab 1440, as usual. Broadcasting live to Luton on 105.1 FM and nationally also via the Inspire FM app. Uh, and nationally also across uh, some of our other sister stations also broadcasting live. Sheffield Link FM, Peterborough Salam and in Derby and in Nottingham. Internationally, you can tune in to us via the Inspire FM app. And I know many of you regular listeners do tune in to us overseas. And of course, live Facebook stream, uh, where you can actually watch us live from the studio. Uh, And uh, SubhanAllah, tune in. And most importantly, today, join today's discussion, join today's debate and really get your voices heard, your points of view across to our panelists and to our listenership across the country. Your thoughts and your opinions do count. Uh, the number in the studio is 01582. 01582481822 is the number here in the studio. Uh, your SMS, your WhatsApp number is zero triple seven nine zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two is for your SMS and for your WhatsApp messages. Uh, so do try to contribute to today's to this evening's discussion here on Inspire FM, and it's going to be of no surprise that I've often said, in fact, that the topics we often discuss and address on this show many a times are rather somber. And I guess the nature, I guess that's the nature of current affairs and today is no exception, as you would expect. And maybe I, in, in fact, I'm, I'm feeling it already in the tone of my, uh, of, of my speech today. Today's show is dedicated to the unfolding horrific, tragic events of Christchurch in New Zealand, right? And uh, before we actually start the show, we as a radio station want to stand shoulder to shoulder with our community, brothers and sisters out in New Zealand in Christchurch and our du'as and the du'as of our community and du'as of our imams today across the, the Juma khutbas have been with regards to the deceased uh, or family members and, and the community out in Christchurch who have been who have suffered from these horrific events uh, that have unfolded in the early hours of uh, the morning here in the UK and of course during the time of Juma in, in New Zealand. We are going to go directly to uh, a brother who was an eyewitness out in Christchurch in New Zealand. Before we go into the, the mainstream discussion today, we're going to go to the brother directly and get his views and get his um, and his you know experiences from Christchurch because it is very early in the morning, seven o'clock in Christchurch in New Zealand. So without any further delay, let me go straight to the brother inshallah and then we'll resume the, the show as per uh, normal format inshallah. So first let me introduce Dr. Mustafa Farooq inshallah. Hopefully you can hear me Dr. Mustafa Farooq who is uh, of course yes, the uh, president of the Islamic Association of New Zealand and, and uh, let me welcome you to the show. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and jazakallah khairan for for your time early hours of the morning and brother and firstly like I said you know really our condolences and our du'as and our uh, you know feelings for, for the community out there in New Zealand brother I, I know you were there during the the, the Juma uh, you know earlier t- today for in, in time in terms of New Zealand subhanallah horrific events tell us in terms of you know in a couple of minutes you know what what what, what has unfolded in, in in New Zealand and how the community has responded to it 
Well, as you read, as you mentioned in the beginning of your show, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum Well, it is a very horrific uh, uh, event, and uh, a lot of people lost their lives. And uh, so now the focus, you know, in our community is to uh, try to help uh, those who are injured uh, in the hospital and those who lost, you know, their own uh, family members, how to provide them all the support that they need. Mm. That's really what the focus is. As you know, this is a very, it's, it's, it comes, it came to us as a shock because mm. nobody, uh, a lot of us were inside the most, not in the most in Christchurch, but uh, around the country, and nobody expected this kind of stuff would happen at that time. Yeah. So it all came to us as a as a shock, but also you know you know we are very sad that uh, a lot of people lost their lives, and uh, so right now that is why we are focusing. Yeah, alhamdulillah, and and of course the the community must have has I can see from the from the from the media coverage has come together to support one another and to be there for 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 one another. What 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 is the the how is the community recovering? Uh, you know, I, I, I know it's very early at the moment. Well, the community we are alhamdulillah we are a very resilient community here, uh, and on on top of that we are living in a country that. Uh, has never shown us that we are not wanted. We have always felt included, you know, in the in the, in the society mm. and uh, feel, uh, you know, at, at peace. So this came unexpected, but uh, 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 nevertheless, you know, the community are pulling together. People are offering uh, uh, help. Many people are trying to come into the city. But as you know, I mean, a lot of the flights uh, into the city are all cancelled, but there are many people standing by waiting to come to give support to particularly the families that are directly affected, but also to try to look out for each other, as uh, you might have probably heard in the news, uh, uh, the, 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 the police advised that uh, we should uh, close you know, our mosques yes. and, uh, for the safety of the community, but uh, mosque is not a place where you cross. Mm. So we are going to keep our mosques open, people will go and pray. No, no, no. We are not going to give these individuals you know the chance to think that uh, 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 we have, you know, uh, that uh, whatever they have done, you know, will affect, you know, uh, you know how we feel about our religion mm. or how we are going to worship. This is not going to change, and it's also not going to change how we feel about our country because we have never felt, you know, uh, anything but, uh, uh, you know, being welcomed. Alhamdulillah. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, in terms of the resolve of the community and the resolve of the massages to achieve is, is business as usual, even though that the official advice has been to close down the mosque, I guess, especially in the immediate aftermath and the early hours of the, of the incident, that probably would have been an, a sensible advice in terms of, you know, the, the gunman being out there in the open, but fantastic resolve in terms of the massages and, and the community from what you're telling me, uh, Dr. Dr. Mustafa, inshallah. Uh, we, we have to go for for a break uh, in a minute because it's Maghrib time inshallah but what, what I want to say just before we actually go away for the Maghrib Azan is that really our du'as and our, and our you know uh, you know expression of, of solidarity is with the community of, uh, of New Zealand uh, and inshallah we want you to convey that to, to, to the community of, of uh, Christchurch inshallah to stay positive to be, p- p- continue to be strong uh, to continue to engage with, with the wider community and to continue to really convey the message of Islam. I think that's the positive uh, aspect that we can actually you know, give back to that community rather than to be intimidated and almost feel defensive and, and be, you know, 
almost be put on the on the back foot, on, uh, you know, as a result of these events of, of today. So I really want to just convey that to uh, to yourself, inshallah, as a message from the community here in the UK. Jazakallah khairan, and uh, please keep, you know, us in your prayers, and thank you very much, you know, for your concern and support. Jazakallah uh, Dr. Mustafa Farooq, uh, and that was uh, Dr. Fa- Dr. Mustafa Farooq from Christchurch, from New Zealand, just giving his uh, first few uh, initial reactions from uh, from the brothers in, in New Zealand with regards to uh, the response of the community out there. Subhanallah, horrific events, uh, occurrences in, in New Zealand, and we're going to be discussing that for the full two hours of the show this evening. We've got a number of guests that are, we, we've lined up to look at the, the, the events, the background to the events, what's caused the events, and and what does it mean from from uh, as a community, as as a, as a community and a society here in the UK also, inshallah. Ta'ala. So many different perspectives that we're going to be discussing, inshallah, when we come back from the Maghrib uh, break, inshallah, ta'ala, and we've got plenty of guests lined up, inshallah. Ta'ala. Until then, uh, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. We're going to go for a Maghrib azan, inshallah, and then we'll be going to be back immediately after the after the Maghrib azan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Haf Shaban, on this uh, rather tragic Friday. The 15th of March 2019 and as I was just saying before the, the Maghrib break uh, and the Azan that we are going to be dedicating this evening's show to discussing the events of Christchurch uh, New Zealand and uh, the events that have unfolded there and most of us would have probably been glued to our TV sets or social media and just following the events as they've been happening over the as they've been reported over the last couple of hours uh, to get to get in touch and to get your views across here oh one five eight two four eight one eight double two zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two is the number here in the studio and i want to hear from our listeners today as i said earlier plenty of guests that we're going to be interviewing and we're going to be discussing this topic with inshallah ta'ala. so uh, plenty of expertise opinions on this particular matter inshallah want a serious debate want to hear the, the, the i want to invite my listeners to contribute want to hear the points from the the panelists and there's been a plethora of analysis comments debates uh, points of view out there inshallah ta'ala uh, and i want to explore all of that i want to explore the, the different th- you know trends of th- uh, thinking uh, what does it mean from a local community perspective what does it mean for muslims in the uk right uh, and uh, you know i want to i want to allow our listeners and i want to allow our guests to really define and shape up the discussion inshallah today but uh, but just a quick recap of course more than two more more than 400 people gathered for for juma salahs uh, when the shooting started at 1.45pm uh, local time, this is in New Zealand, which was corresponding to about 1 o'clock in the morning for us. Many of us, most of us would have been asleep at that particular time. We probably woke up for Fajr, checked our social media, checked our, uh, our phones, and we discovered in terms of the events that have been happening in New Zealand. Now it's, I believe, confirmed. The, the last one I checked is 49 or 50 people who have been martyred. 41 were killed at a Noor Masjid and, and 7 killed at the the Linwood Masjid. 60 people plus seriously injured uh, and, and, and we know this uh, and recently from the New Zealand's Police Commissioner Mike Bush so those are the, the initial events uh, as, as is uh, been recapped by most of those media most of the media outlets inshallah I've got with me in the studio uh, brother Zafar uh, inshallah who's also going to be co-presenting and we've got a, num- a number of other guests in the studio which I'll introduce to you shortly but firstly let me introduce brother Zafar Assalamu alaikum brother Zafar and, and 
maybe let, let's start with some initial, uh, f- uh, you know, your, your thoughts on, on, on the events in New Zealand, Brother Zafar. Assalamu alaikum. Well, I, I'm not sure I can say anything more, more or different from what's already been said from, uh, uh, I guess, Dr. Mustafa Farouk um, from uh, New Zealand himself. To be honest, when I woke up this morning, I, I heard the mm. news. Uh, it was a terrible shock. Uh, and as the events unfolded, uh, it's, it was basically pure carnage, pure evil being displayed mm. uh, in a place, uh, place of peace, a uh, place of reflection. Uh, and, uh, you know, somebody has walked in and, and destroyed the, and shattered that peace mm. uh, and killed so many people. And those people, are, alhamdulillah, from a Muslim perspective, uh, they've gone to a higher place. They, they mm. are shuhada. Uh, and I think the, the families could be proud of them, inshallah. And I think we're mm. proud of them as well. Uh, alhamdulillah, they've gone to a better place. Uh, but we do pray for, for sabr, for the relatives, for the mm. people who are left behind, people mm. who have to pick up, the, pick up the pieces afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, not more we can not more yeah. we can say about that to be honest. All right, so so we're going to be discussing it from a, a, a number of different perspectives, right? I mean, as you said, very callous act, right? Mm. In the place of worship, I mean, it's, it's exactly. a place when you can't, you don't even imagine for so, yeah, uh, for someone to actually think, you know, so 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 low, right? So I mean, we're going to be discussing from from a different perspectives. We have, of course, got in the studio, uh, we've got uh, brother Ishaq Ghazi, uh, general secretary of the Luton Council of Mosques. Uh, I, I want to welcome to the, the show. We've also got sister Rihanna. Faisal uh, from the Sunni Council of Mosques, right? I believe. So I, I want to immediately go to yourselves as you're here in the studio, and then later look at the the discussion from a wider perspective. But a place of of, of prayer, right? That that is almost the last thing that comes to your mind. But that is the the level of hatred that is, you know, that the members of this of, of society is today being driven to that they would t- deliberately. You know, premeditated, you know, plan and target a place of worship and then carry out the, the act in, in such a way where they're actually broadcasting live, you know, in terms of what they're about to do. Mm. Uh, but brother Ishaqazi, in terms of your, your response and, and what maybe mm. you, you can shed light in terms of what's been discussed today you know, from an LCM perspective and, and the massages from, from Luton. Um, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's um, one of the worst days in our lives. And one of the most saddest days that we've experienced and as a community we are deeply shocked and in in pain it is time for our uh, for us to reflect and it's time for our, our prayers and duas for those that who have perished and those who are remaining uh, who are suffering from the pain these are tests sometimes from Allah and we have to deal with in accordance with um, how we are uh, mm. advised and how we are required to um, uh, respond and alhamdulillah we um, as a community uh, living here we are completely in solidarity with um, our brothers and sisters in uh, New Zealand and we assure them of our support in any way that we can mm. and it is time for us to um, uh, reflect on the way this, pati- this particular incident has occurred. Mm. As you have said in your introduction, it's uh, completely well planned mm. and that demonstrates its evil nature. Yeah. And it is that that we, we now have to face mm. um, a, a, as part of our preparation in, in uh, how we deal with such issues and challenges. Yeah. The way that um, it, it is coming across 
the way it, it was so precisely kind of uh, negotiated in, in one individual's mind. Mm. And then it, maybe it's not just one individual that's uh, who carried it out. And and broadcasting it live. Mm. I mean, that's narcissistic and, and mm. completely mm. Uh, unheard of. Mm. And this is uh, 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 completely deliberate and mm. well planned. Mm. Like it's it's a military operation type, um, um, uh, um, uh, the way it's been it's been in done. And we utterly condemn such mm. actions. Right. It is no place for a civilized society. Yeah. And we, as a Muslim community, completely reject that, and we oppose it. Yeah. Right, I, I want to bring in Sister Rihanna and get her initial reactions. Right. Uh, and, and you know what, what's uh, maybe some reaction also on feedback from from the community that you've interacted yeah. with, uh, with today, sister. Right, Salamnikum. Um Obviously, I reiterate everything the brothers have said and the and the sorrow we feel, and our condolences to the families. I think it's important for us to reflect today on how we've got here, um, because events like this don't happen in a vacuum. They um, occur in a context, and the context here is of many, many years right. of the mainstream fueling of anti-Muslim mm. rhetoric and hatred yeah. that has been delivered top-down mm. from our politicians, from our media, mm. into our communities, um, that has normalized attitudes and hatred against Muslims that have mm. scapegoated Muslims, that have positioned Muslims as the enemy within, that mm. has positioned Muslims as legitimate targets. And I think this is, yes, a, a point of reflection for the Muslim community, but actually a point of reflection for everybody else. Yeah. Because um, in terms of, you know, what are we doing with communities? We are going to carry on doing with communities what yeah. we have been doing for many years. Mm. And myself and others in this room and beyond mm. this, room have spent many many years advocating on behalf of our community mm. warning of attacks like mm. this mm. the very real reality that this will happen right. we are not shocked that it's happened we mm. are taken aback by the scale of it mm. we are taken aback at the callous nature of it yes. but the fact that muslims were targeted in mm. in this way is mm. not a shock right. to us okay. it's a long time coming right so so sister rihanna doesn't uh, doesn't hesitate to get us straight into the debate right so i was uh, so she's gone right into the into the heart of the debate which is that you know and and this is what some of the commentators are actually saying i mean if i say inevitable question mark and and, and you've just answered that question right take the question the, the, mark off uh, absolutely right and uh, some people will challenge me to say what, what are you talking about but that is what people are saying out there that it was only a matter of time when you've created such hostile hostile environment and it was very interesting that dr mustafa what did he say he said in fact it's interesting because new zealand is not a country that you necessarily associate with the really uh, the kind of hostility that we're seeing in Europe okay across Europe is becoming a trend America you can understand that okay we heard about Canada previously but you know New Zealand I, I wouldn't really have expected that but you know, I, I've, I've read some articles where, you know, even the likes of Austra Australia, we know, is, is being in bed with the, the American government and the war on terror and, and that kind of rhetoric for a while now. But New Zealand, I, I, was, I was a bit surprised, but I've been told that, you know, not to be too surprised. But Dr. Mustafa still says, in terms of the community, at least, there's a good spirit and, and they didn't really expect that because well, that, that I, wasn't I, that vitriol in that society. I, I think it, it partly reflects on the fact uh, that the universal nature of this type of evil 
spread through the social media, spread yeah. through the networks, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you may I, have we're a, it's a global yeah, village. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and c- the communities may have worked hard for decades and, yeah. and even centuries yeah. to cultivate a particular lifestyle, a particular outlook to life. Mm. Mm. Uh, but all it takes is a window out. On the evil, mm. uh, and and this is the result of it. Yeah. It just takes a few individuals. Ab- ab- abso- yeah, absolutely. Okay, we, we've got a call. Actually, first caller. Let's go to our first caller. Get get the views from from a caller too. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, uh, if, if you just introduce yourself in terms of uh, who you are and where you're calling from. Yeah, walaikum salam wa rahmatullah. My name is Hamid, and I'm actually calling from Luton. Okay, brother Hamid. What would you like to say if you keep your comment or question uh, short and, and concise, inshallah? Yeah, I would like to say what the sister mentioned is the main point for me because this chap, this criminal may have actually been holding the gun but for me the bullets were fired by the media and the politicians. Yeah, Over the last few years they've been cultivating mm. an atmosphere of vilification, mm. rhetoric about the Muslim community. We've had, you know, even, even while these victims, the blood was still wet, yeah, we had the senator from um, Australia, Fraser, Hanning, mm. mm coming out and saying, we are the problem. Basically, we got killed and you know, we, we deserved it. Mm. And prior to that, Pauline Hansen, she said Islam is a disease and Australia needs a vaccine. And that was in 2017. Mm. And then in the UK, we've had Boris Johnson with his letterboxes comment. So mm. it's been happening on and on and on and in the media. Mm. So they've cultivated this intentionally for a certain purpose. And now mm. we're seeing the results. So for me, they are just as guilty as this individual. Okay, yeah. all right, bro- brother Hamid, Zakalah uh, for for your comment and calling in uh, to, uh, to to the radio station. Right, I, I want to go back to um, uh, Sister Rihanna. I mean, Donald Trump offered his condolences. I mean, how how do you respond to you know to, 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 to New Zealand? I have I have to say, yeah, right. So he was very careful in his words, right? And I, and I saw that. I looked at his tweet. That he's very careful to New Zealand and not to the Muslim community because he, uh, you know, how could he have the audacity to actually get, offer his condolences to the Muslim community it, it when, when you're actually in, 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 you know, you're actually creating that atmosphere in, in the society and the, internationally? There are lots of people who've had the audacity today mm. to offer us thoughts and prayers mm. and my response mm. to Donald Trump and many others including, mm. you know, Sadio Javid, including Theresa May, including mm. many of those others who mm. have contributed to this Islamophobic discussion. We do not want your thoughts and prayers. Mm. We want action. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic point. I want to I want to bring in uh, brother Ishaq Ghazi firstly, right, in, into the conversation from uh, from from the, from the massages perspective in terms of, you know, uh, OK, uh, uh, we said unprecedented, right, in terms of, you know, uh, a, mo- a place of worship. Forget about the massages, a place of worship being attacked, right? Innocent people worshiping whether it's a church whether it's a synagogue whatever the the the, the place is in in this case of course a, a, a masjid w- what's been the re- reaction and the response from the masajids looting council of mosques and and how, what are the steps that are being taken from a community perspective here in the uk you know i'm sure you've been in touch with the authorities i saw a lot of presence of the police in 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 the community this this afternoon in terms of the juma prayers well just if you want to just fill us in, in and, and fill in the community in terms of what's happening at that level uh, uh brother ishaq um i think firstly uh just want to go back to a, cu- a couple of points um it's actually very shameful what the senator has actually uh, mm. said Mm. And 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 the second point that, that I think uh, brothers have touched on is that these condolences that are coming, they're not in the sympathy with Muslims who've mm. suffered there, and, and that's a very notable point. Yes, 
And and the other thing is that these acts that have been carried out, the cowardice acts, mm. we as a Muslim community um, will not be deterred from con- mm. conducting ourselves mm. in places of worship, in places of uh, masajids. Mm. We will continue that. Mm. There's nothing that will deter us. Mm. And, yeah. and that remains um, um, uh, a determination. Yeah. And today, for example, throughout the masajids, we, we had uh, one response. And, and, and we spoke from one, one platform condemning it and our determination to continue in, in not only being part of uh, where, where we live, but also um, uh, become um, actively, uh, more actively involved mm. in mm. what happens around our lives. Because mm. this is about our lives, mm. this is about our uh, future generation, mm. and this is, this is about how we organize ourselves. Yeah. And I think one of the critical lessons that, that, uh, that we've been pushing mm. is how we as a, as a community mm. organize. Mm. And, and not, for, uh, these, not, not just for these uh, eventualities, yeah. but also what are the things that we have to prepare for. Yeah. We, we are uh, currently, um, for the last decade at least, as, as, as was previously said, that we've been under this focus. And, 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 and the, these attacks are now t- uh, uh, being shaped in, mm. in, in, as an example that's taken place. They are, um, you know, uh, as, as I think Sister uh, said, we shouldn't be, uh, we're not um, uh, um, surprised that these things mm. happen, but mm. it is about our um, uh, the authorities who mm. have responsibility yeah. to, to provide safety and security, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and those things we <laughs> still de- demand that. Mm. And I think it is uh, uh, it's, it's time that we actually made more of a demand yeah. on those right. that are responsibility uh, for for safety. All right. So I'm 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 going to come come back to some of your comments, but we've got a lot of guests today, and we've got a lot of people actually, uh, mashallah, try also trying to phone in. So I'm going to ask all of my my guests, my my my, uh, my callers in to keep their comments sharp and, and concise, so we can try to get as as much of the discussion and, and uh, input as as possible, inshallah. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. You, t- you, you touched upon the authorities. I'm going to come back to that. But let me also bring in a quote here. Muslims Australia, of course, one of the individuals has, a, has an Australian link. The Australian Federation of Islamic Council said in a press release, the massacre today is a product of the ever-increasing Islamophobia and marginalization of Muslims and is a reminder to all concerned, including political leaders, media commentators of the horrific consequences that an atmosphere of hate and division can lead to, right? Uh, bear that quote in mind, I want to go straight to Atik Malik. Atik Malik, Salaam Alaikum and welcome to Friday Night Live. Jazakallah for your time. I know, I know you're a busy individual this evening in London, right? Clearly, I didn't ask Sister Rihanna. I just asked her for initial comments straight. She was straight to the political leaders, media commentators, and it seems unanimous. People are pointing their fingers towards the political leaders, the political atmosphere, the media commentators. Atik, tell me from a legal perspective, where do we stand? I mean, how do we account these political leaders who are allowed to make their letterbox comments Sajid David, you know, take away, you know, someone's, you know, uh, you know, citizenship on, on the on the basis of some folly grounds, you know, and make all of these kind of irresponsible comments from Jack Straw to Boris Johnson to Sajid Javed and, and get away with it with the impunity. Well, before I go into that, can I just tell you where I am right now? Sure, I'm yeah. basically outside Finsbury Park Mosque and we are about to have a vigil here for everything that's happened today. Right. As you all remember, Finsbury Park Mosque here in England, in London, yeah. itself was a victim of a 
a similar terrorist attack in 2017, you know, and the people here are just reminiscing all of that, you know, it's mm. absolutely dire the atmosphere, people are fired up mm. um, and it really is going to start any minute here now. Mm. Now, with regard to your question, I mean, the bottom line is this, the politicians of say, our government say, what you'll see mm. is the creation of a hostile environment, Yeah, you know? a hostile anti-migrant narrative to yeah. win political points. Mm. And in trying to win a political point, mm. we see catastrophes like Windrush, yeah. catastrophes like Grenfell, yeah. we see a baby dying, like in the case of Shimama Begum, and now today you see blood on their hands with someone passing away. Mm. Not someone, many, mm. in a place of prayer, yeah. you know, in a place that nobody really hears much about. Absolutely. And it shows you that this far-right racist narrative is a glo global endemic which has to be challenged. Yeah. And really what I think we should be doing whether we're lawyers or not, we need to be regrouping and creating our own hostile environment for the racists. Whether you're political racist, whether you're media and racist, whether you're racist on the street, mm. we need to make it loud and make it clear there is no space for racists here. This is our narrative. We need to start challenging, we need to start mobilising, because when is one death too many going to be? Mm. We're seeing it all the time now in so many different shapes and forms. Right. And, and uh, uh, brother, the Jazakallah for that. Okay, you're outside Finsbury. Is, is there a lot of people out there? What's the kind yes, of. Uh, very busy, very busy. Gabriel, I mean, Jeremy Corbyn is speaking here today too. Right. Many activists here from all different backgrounds and races mm. and religions. Mm. And it's getting very, very busy. Maghrib prayer just finished. And the amazing thing is, Maghrib prayer here, I'm sure it's busy anyway. Yeah. It was absolutely rammed. And it shows that the people of this community are not scared by far right races. Yeah. They've been attacked here before. What's happened today? And our mosques are more full than ever. They will never intimidate us. Yeah. Because that is not what we're about. If yeah. you bring on more oppression, it will simply unite us. And that's mm. what I'm mm. saying. Right, and, and, and I mean, you mentioned Jeremy Corbyn, you mentioned the Labour Party. I mean, it's not a Labour Party or a Conservative Party, is it? I mean, this the, the, the whole, you know, Islamophobia and, and, you know, the point scoring, it's right across that, the political spectrum. I mean, that, that's the, spectrum, the problem, right? That is the problem. And that's, that's the biggest problem. It's all our political point scoring that's going mm. on. Mm. Um, and we, as a community, to rise above it. We can't get dragged into um, one party or another. And, and just blind follow. We need but but uh, let, let me just ask you, Atik, when you say we need to rise uh, uh, above it and then we need to rise to that challenge, I mean, what, what does that amount to? I mean, because the community at the moment, you know, earlier on, uh, let me let me give you an example. Earlier on, I was I was listening to a very good friend of mine who's, uh, I, I didn't know he's the chairman of the mosques and, and imams national advisory board, the Minab, right? Who's uh, yeah. Qari Asim. I, I mean, I, I, I did my hifas and my Islamic studies in the same masjid as uh, as the Imam Asim, right? So when he, he, he was mentioning and I was listening to his interview, that he earlier had a conversation with Sajid Javid, right? And he only also had a conversation with uh, who's the the secretary for the community secretary? I, for, I forget his name. Okay, James Brokenshire, right? And I'm pretty convinced that when he spoke to Sajid Javid and he spoke to James Brokenshire, he didn't raise the agenda, the political agenda, and the political climate that these individual chaps are creating for the Muslim community, and how whenever they fail in terms of as a system or the the economics policies fail or the social policies fail, that they keep blaming it on the migrants and the whole atmosphere that they've created for Brexit is the result of what we're seeing today. I'm sure yeah. he didn't raise that, but rather he raised that we need more funding for the massages so that we can put CCTV cameras on the massages. Well, hang on. That is not the root cause of the problem. No, it's not. What you're doing is you're, you're treating the symptoms and not the cause. Yeah. And whilst we're always treating the symptoms for the cause, we'll always have a problem. Mm. Government programs like Prevent, mm. treating the symptoms, not the cause. You know, this uh, we need to really hit the root of it all. Mm. The root of it is foreign policy. The root of it is, is anti-migrant political scoring narrative, mm. all of which is flawed. 
all of which is racist to the core. Yeah. And we need to hold people to account. Mm. We need to say, do you know what? This is what we stand for. Mm. And if you want our sympathy or our backing, you need to stand for this too. Stand yeah. for, you know, against discrimination in Palestine, for example, or in mm. Kashmir, and everywhere mm. else in the world. Right. You know? All right, I, I think Jazakallah, as I said, plenty of guests, many guests today, inshallah. It doesn't mean that you're not a valuable no, guest of, of, no, the, of no, no, this no. program, mashallah. But I'm going to let you get back to your activism in London and I'll see you in the gym next time, inshallah. That was Atik Malik, inshallah, ta'ala, joining us from London. Fen uh, what was it? Which, which masjid was it? Finsbury Park Finsbury. Masjid, alhamdulillah. So, uh, busy as always. We, we have got uh, Dr. Salman, but that I'm going to go to uh, just uh, shortly, inshallah, from Islam 21C and get his comments on this because obviously, obviously, mashallah, Dr. Salman has been very active in terms of challenging the government on exactly some of these policies that are leading to, you know, you know, you know uh, all the attention to, to the Muslim community as a to elsewhere but I want to go back to uh, brother Ishaq Qazi and you know earlier on you were talking about the authorities you were talking about you know the, the authority actually you know providing the necessary support for our community right uh, and you know and you know something that I was thinking earlier is have the authorities and have the have the police authorities or, or the authorities actually been looking in the wrong direction and, and focusing the, in the wrong area for the last I don't know so many years because it's always been about the Muslims it's always been about Islamic extremism it's always been the that the Muslims are the threats and you know it seems that the far right have, have completely gone under their noses and gone about their business as usual because this is not about the the ad hoc preparation and, 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 and an event happening it's actually about per, you know uh, it's, a, it's about a philosophy and, and it's about an ideology that's been brewing for a long time it's been discussed for a long time it's been planned for a long time but it seems like all the legislation and all the resources and all the policing is is geared towards looking and, and spying on the Muslim community so when we actually have a, a dialogue mm -hmm. with the police with the authorities I mean are we also, you know, what's the best way of putting it? You know, asking them to actually, you know, focus in the in the in the correct, you know, in the correct kind of uh, direction, as opposed to, you know, just looking at the Muslims, you know, you know, completely and and solely, if that makes sense. Um, well, I think uh, one of the things that uh, we are very clear about yeah. is um, not only do we support our our, our authorities, mm. uh, we also advise them. Yeah. And and that that's a, 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 an ongoing uh, conversation, dialogue, yeah. and and a partnership. We're working. We're not separate from 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 any other community. We are part of the whole whole community, mm. and therefore um, the the specific things that affect us mm. are that are direct result of some of the policies that happen. We we have a responsibility to make sure that those are pointed out, mm. and we do that regularly. We work with the police in in terms of informing them, keeping them there, um, in, in engaged mm. and involved, and highlighting the issues that affect us. And our brother mm. uh, Atik mentioned the prevent legislation that that uh, is currently under review. Now we've mm. consistently campaigned against those kind of legislation that has a direct and immediate impact mm. on, on, on Muslim community. Right. So, you know, we won't shy away mm. from um, um, uh, putting uh, th these uh, organizations and, and, and authorities on mm. notice. Mm. And we won't be intimidated mm. by such evil acts. They are not acts of bravery. In mm. fact, they are acts yeah. of, of, of being covered. Yes, absolutely. And, and whether it happens in, in New Zealand or elsewhere or, yeah. or here, mm. we will stand up to that. Mm. And, mm. And, and I think we as a community um, need to become more organized yeah. and, 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 and more secured. 
and taking the right measures mm. to secure our places of worship. And we shouldn't really have to rely um, simply on ourselves. Yeah. But we expect the protection yeah, from yeah. the authorities yeah. that, that we all pay for. Yeah. And, and that's a natural expectation. All and right. we will maintain that. Right. And we won't be intimidated right. by any of these acts uh, that does, happen. Does brother Sarkazi, okay, I, I, as I said, plenty of guests. We, we have got Baroness Varsi on, on, on the phone, and as, as I have Dr. Salman. But uh, so let me welcome both of my guests on, on, on the phone. And I want to go straight to Baroness Varsi, but firstly, by welcoming you to Friday Night Live and Jazakallah for, for your time. I know you're a very busy lady. Mm-hmm. Great to have you on, 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 on the show this evening. And I know, uh, Baroness uh, Saeed uh, Varsi, that you have been saying for years that Islamophobia is rife, endemic. I know you've been calling it out within your own conservative party for a long time. But the truth is, and, and what we're hearing from um, m- multiple guests today, that is that, uh, that this hatred actually spans the political and the class divide and the, poli- and, and the politicians are almost getting away with it with impunity. I mean, firstly, your, your reflections on the events of New Zealand uh, and, you know, m- maybe you can also bring it in with, with regards to, you know, w- what is the future for the community in the UK if this kind of atmosphere continues? Uh, well, first of all, uh, thank you very much for having me uh, this evening. Salam alaikum to you and your listeners. I suppose my uh, thoughts and prayers are with uh, the families of the of those that have lost loved ones today and the community in New Zealand, which is grieving. Uh, mm. But it probably will confuse some people or shock some people to say that I'm not shocked that this has happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a very, very long time, I've been saying that if... Uh, if we hear toxic debates and hateful words, then mm. eventually they inspire people to commit violence. And that's what we've seen today. And we've seen from the manifesto that was published by the terrorist that he was inspired by events from around the world, including mm. hateful writings and words from people mm. uh, in the United Kingdom. Mm. And again, this is a repeat of what we saw in in, uh, in Norway with Anders Breivik. Yes. Now, you know, I grew up in the 80s and in the 90s where yeah. I was a racial justice campaigner. And so in many ways, I see the pattern and the, and the attitudes uh, that we had to fight in terms of racial justice mm. now taking hold in terms of religious discrimination and it's something that I've been speaking about for well over a decade. Mm. Uh, You'll recall that in government it's one of the very first speeches that I gave back in 2011 when I said that Islamophobia had passed the dinner table test and Mm -hmm. what I meant by that and what I said at the time was that it was now found in the most respectable of settings. So it wasn't just the thug Mm. on the streets, which of course is vile and nasty, but at least Mm. that's identifiable. Mm. But actually it was in more sophisticated surroundings. It was in editorial newsrooms. It was in political policy think tanks. It was in the corridors of power. And that's why I said that we needed to make sure that we drive this out. Mm. And at the time, you'll recall that I was roundly criticized predominantly from from the right of politics but mm. also from the left at the time to say that there was no such evidence that uh, islamophobia was widespread and here we find eight nine years on mm. really the statistics uh, the polling uh, the academic data on this mm. uh, indeed the attacks now show that absolutely this is a widespread po- problem right. 
which is perpetuated at the top and manifests itself in the form of violence as we've seen today. Yeah, uh, for that, Warsi. I mean, some of the commentators are actually saying that it's not just a case of Islamophobia, and, and, and as we said, it's across the political spectrum. You said it's past the you know the dinner table test, and you say that it's it, it's endemic in the in media, in the institutions, it's endemic in terms of the politicians, but it's actually not a, a, it's not just a, you know constrained within Islamophobia, but it's a failure of almost the Western system and almost you know the, the ideology because when it comes to secularism and when we see now the migrants whether we see you know the the Muslim community whether we see you know the blacks previously the Irish before that that you know you know taking the blame you know for, for the problems that the system hasn't been able to solve right so that just push the blame on on these individuals and it's the easy way of getting away with it so we failed politically internationally let's blame you know on, on the Muslims and, 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 and the Muslim community well, look, communities across the world have always found somebody to scapegoat. Mm -hmm. So this is not just something that's a Western problem. I mean, you only have to look across the world and see that people kill in the name of religion, kill in the name of ideologies mm. and hate across the world. Mm. I suppose what I'm interested in as a British citizen mm. is that having grown up through an era where I felt felt that we had started to really push back against racism mm. and although we still had challenges but we were we i felt there was a a, a direction of travel it was uh, the mm. right direction of travel and yeah. that racism would would eventually become a thing of the past in the united yeah. kingdom but yeah. what we've seen actually tragically yeah. is that we've seen the rise of this new form you know we haven't dealt with racism and yet we found we've seen the rise of this new form of racism mm. deliberately targeted at muslim communities yeah. and even if you look at far-right campaigning now mm. in the way that it was so blatantly racist in the past you mm. now find even far-right groups will have members of other communities even mm. members of other races yeah. as, as part and parcel of their movements mm. so there is a very specific and pernicious form of racism mm. which I define as Islamophobia, which I think we have to be, first of all, we have to start to acknowledge and mm. say that this exists. Secondly, yeah. we have to call it out when we see it, and I've seen it in my own party, and I've consistently been calling it out and challenging my colleagues and asking them to have a formal inquiry into this to make sure that we root mm. it out of the Conservative Party. Yes. Uh, and, but of course, challenge the media. I mean, I've been right. doing that today when people have been showing their sympathy uh, for what's happened in the Christchurch yeah. attack. And I've been calling out those commentators, yeah. Yeah. opinion writers, yeah. media people who spend their time feeding this beast, right. which, we're, which we're now seeing manifest in the form of violence. Oh, okay, uh, Baron Savarsi, thank you very much for, the, for those comments. I just want you to, if, if you can kindly just hold on. We, we've, we have got a lot of guests on, on the phone and including in the studio. And I just want to remind our listeners, you know, I want to hear from our listeners too, right? I want you to shape up this, this debate and this discussion in terms of where we are and how we're getting there and how we're going to get out of this mess. 01582 481822 SMS, WhatsApp or to call into the studio. And I want to remind my, my guest and I know Sister Rihanna, Marshall, I'm sure she wants to make a comment. You know, you, you, you can make a comment and you can interject. I'm going to allow you to interject, Brother Zafar, you can interject and you can come in whenever you want to. But before you do that, let me go back straight to Dr. Salman. But because, you know, I was going to ask Baron Aswarsi, okay, all of this discussion is great. Is it the politicians and we know that they're creating this atmosphere 
Voltaire, the media, but they are doing it with impunity. I mean, the racism that Baroness Waters is referring to, right? So, you know, it's very clear if you if you if you make a racist comment to someone, you know, it's generally very clear and you can you know you can be you know accounted for it. But Islamophobia, Boris Johnson can get away in terms of the letterbox comment. Jack Straw can get away with his comments with the guys in niqab. You know, people can get away with this with this all of this, and the media can get away with it in terms of you know ISIS this, ISIS that, you know Islam this, Sharia this, Khilafah this, all of this stuff they can get away with it because it's not clearly categorized as racism, right? So how do you how do you account politicians? How do you account the media? That's going to be my question. But let me go to Dr. Saman but because Dr. Saman but is an individual, mashallah, who has actually been holding the government to account. So let's just go to Dr. Saman but Firstly, let me welcome you to Friday Night Live. No stranger, of course, but let me apologize firstly because I know you've been holding for a while and I and I haven't come to you. So apologies for that, Dr. Saman. But let's get your 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 views in terms of you know and, and your feelings on in terms of the events in New Zealand and and and, and bring it into the current into the UK context for us, Dr. Saman, in terms of the legislation that you've been fighting, you know, in high courts against the government. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Thanks for firstly, thanks for inviting me on. Um, I mean, it, it, it's always natural to feel grief and sadness you know, when something like this happens. And of course, our condolences go to our brothers and sisters and their families. But we also have to remember that um, we shouldn't feel victimized internally as a community. Mm. Um, this is something the Prophet wasallam. you know, he, he really stressed in his tarbiyah and his nurturing and cultivation of his companion that, you know, this world is not supposed to be paradise. This mm. world is supposed to be a test and there are going to be some people who are going to try and make that, you know, make your life, life difficult. Mm. And so the point is not to just give up or resign, uh, you know, to, to your fate, but to rather enjoy the test mm. uh, and enjoy the challenge and see these in an optimistic light as an opportunity, you know, for for um, getting a higher and higher place in general. Mm. Leaving a bigger and bigger positive impact, you know, a legacy behind you. Okay. And you know, with regards to, I mean, if we look at this, I mean, then it, it transforms the way we even look at, you know, I mean, people, mm. people in salah, you know, engaged in salah being killed. You know, this is, you know, I think pretty much unanimous consensus amongst all jurists that something like this, this is the, the, the death of a shaheed. Yes. You know, this, this, and what, what can we say about the death of a shaheed? So. You know, we, we're optimistic. We hope Allah grants them the highest of the paradise and the path and the suburb. Um, but having said that, we still, you know, yeah. continue our struggle to try and, you know, um, uh, affect these, uh, the, 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 our society in a positive way and try yeah. to fix some of these problems. Mm. We're not going to fix the problem of racism. Mm. However, um, we, in order to address it properly, we do have to recognize, in my opinion, the structural nature of racism. Mm. Um, whereas we, it, many, maybe many people argue that there's, there's uh, become, uh, there's actually less racism today in, for example, Britain than there was 10, 20 years ago. Mm. But someone would argue that that's only the overt cases of yeah. direct discrimination. Yeah. Um, and the more pernicious, um, uh, feature of racism is yeah. in fact the structural invisible Yes, which is which manifests itself in the discourse or the the rules of the game, yes. right? Where where you know um, policy is set, where uh, business happens, where mm. uh, legal uh, challenges are are fought and won and lost. Mm. So this is why you know I found it very important to challenge certain structural uh, aspects of, for example. You know the counter-terrorism uh, policy. Yeah. Uh, you know people like David Miller, Professor David Miller. They they said um, he's got a very 
interesting piece of research called the five pillars of Islamophobia. And whereas he um, he obviously he describes you know the social movements such as neoconservatives, far right, and so on, so on and so forth, he says the backbone of Islamophobia in the UK is the ter- is the sprawling uh, counterterrorism apparatus. Right, because um, it it doesn't say to you go and hate Muslims, yeah. but it um, it is something so disproportionately skewed towards a uh, particular towards uh, or, or built upon uh, myths and stereotypes about uh, you know the causes of non-white violence uh, mm. that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm. That you know even just being there and just people, for example, you know looking being on the lookout for so-called radicalization. Mm. Radicalization and trying to stop so-called extremism and um, and, and 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 securitizing the whole uh, notion of, of violence or crimes committed by Muslims. Yes, it's seen in, in in like a national security sense, yeah. rather than a crime and and criminal justice sense. This creates a kind of existential panic in in the average person that you know, instead of a Muslim who commits a crime, you know, being a, just that, you know, a person who happens to be Muslim and he committed a crime. Mm. Normally, what's hap- what happens is these these crimes are, are woven into uh, a kind of longer story and narrative of kind of uh, you know uh, some kind the threat uh, plot mm. uh, po- a plot or a kind of threat to mm. uh, you know the West or threat to uh, Europe or something like this. So right. even in, in, in you know racism and Islamophobia, it doesn't have to be um, overt and, mm. and explicit, you know yeah. that that's the kind of easy to deal with stuff. Yeah. The, the 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 real, you know, cause of this kind of stuff is the systemic, the the kind of un- invisible, the 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 discourse that is built upon yeah. a, a racist foundation, oh. which is hundreds and hundreds of years old. Yeah, I, I, I take that point, Doctor Subhan. Just for one last question, I wanted to ask you with regards to your challenge of the government, with regards to the prevent and how prevent has has led to you know a, you know a largely this atmosphere being created in, in at least in, in the UK society and and the atmosphere of suspicion, of doubt, or of, of almost spying right from you know this young age children to to all the way to all different starters and yeah. institutions of, of society. Would you just give us a quick update in terms of where has that got to? Well, um, we had a, a, a judgment from the Court of Appeals uh, last Friday. And yeah. There was some some positive um, aspects for our community. Mm. And some aspects where we're continuing the, inshallah, the, the appeal to the Supreme Court. Right. As for the positives, that is, um, many universities, for example, Islamic societies, yes. they would have been... Um, you know, fearful or, or, or of getting events cancelled, or they would have tried to mm. get events with Islamic Muslim speakers, and they would have had a would have been given a tough time by their universities yeah. because of the, the the prevent duty guidance and the way it was um, okay. kind of overly broad and prescriptive. Okay. And the judges said that part of it is actually. Uh, you know, unlawful, and and, and okay. universities have a higher um, commitment to ensuring free speech. Right. So you know, the the bottom line is, universities, Islamic societies need to can now use this to break out the fear, of, the cycle of fear. Okay. And invite you know people and have have um, you know bus, uh, bustling events again and okay. and not let them uh, you know let this stop the dawah. Okay. So so a, a good result, there, a step in the right direction, uh, Dr. Salman. But Jazakallah for joining us on Friday Night Live and My giving pleasure. us your your perspective, Jazakallah. Okay.
Okay, and it says that, that was uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Salman Butt uh, from Islam 21C giving his uh, update and uh, also his reactions to the events in New Zealand. In addition to that, also giving us an update with regards to his challenge of the prevent uh, policy of, of the government and, 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 and a small win there, alhamdulillah, in, in the right direction. I mean, it's in the context of a wider uh, you know, question, which is how do we actually challenge some of these policies, some of these, you know, the politicians and, and some of this atmosphere that is being created in the community by, the, by an, an institution racism that we're, that we're, 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 we're seeing and we have been witnessing over the last couple of years at least in, in, in Europe and in, in the British society we, we are going to be going into a, a commercial break in a, in a couple of minutes time inshallah when we do come back not in a couple of minutes in fact in, in, in some seconds uh, when we do come back we will be continuing this discussion and this debate around the events that have unfolded in Christchurch in New Zealand we're going to be looking at it more from a, a UK also perspective inshallah ta'ala, and continue to explore with a number of different guests Inshallah, that are going to be joining me. I'll also want to get more involved, Inshallah, Brother Zafar and uh, Sister Rihanna and uh, Brother Ishaq Kazi, who are still with me uh, very kindly in the studio, hold, holding on and being patient, listening to uh, a number of other guests that we've had over the last uh, hour, Inshallah. Ta'ala. But do join in and, and the debate, the discussion, 01582481822 is the number here in the studio, 0779481822. We've had one brave listener who's actually called in, but I'm expecting a lot more in the next hour, Inshallah. Ta'ala. Get your views, get your thoughts across to us, inshallah. And don't go away, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Uh, it is Hafi Shaban on Friday Night Live uh, every Friday from 6 pm to 8 pm. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz, and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, and Brother Zafar here in the studio uh, on this Friday evening, the 15th of March 2019. And where the discussion tonight, and not only on Friday Night Live, but I think on national media, international media, in our communities, in our homes, has been dominated by the tragic events of Christchurch, New Zealand. And that is what we are discussing here in the studio. We've had a number of guests who have given their views. We've had Sayyid Warsi, we've had uh, you know Brother Ishaq uh, Kazi, we've got Sister Rihanna Fesl here, still in the studio, uh, Brother Atik Malik out in uh, in London, Dr. Salman But and we've had a listener too, inshallah, you know, giving us their perspective on the events. And I, I and I want to really invite our listeners to give give their thoughts, give their feelings, uh, give their, their what, what they believe is their reasoning or what they understand their reasoning to be, and you know what what is it as a community that we can do I'm, I'm actually also interested in understanding what is it as a community that we can do all right so we, we know the politicians we know from the media we're getting this onslaught but how as a community can we be more resolute how can we you know how can also how can we protect ourselves we'll, we'll be coming on to that from a local issue we'll be looking at the authorities how we can get them more involved and how, what can we expect from the authorities right but but also what can we do as a, as a community right and and in terms of challenging some of these narratives that are out there and I think there's no better person then uh, articulate in that case then our next guest that I'm gonna invite onto the onto the show inshallah is, is live with us and his brother Muazzam Beg. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh brother Muazzam. 
Welcome to Friday Night, uh, Friday Night Live and Jazakallah for your time this evening on joining us. Uh, mashallah, I've, I've read your, you know, your uh, small piece that you've you've published on, on the events in um, in New Zealand, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably haven't. Why don't you just give us a, 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 your views in terms of the events firstly in New Zealand uh, and, uh, the, the, you know, the climate around us that has actually, you know, led, you know, what many people are articulating has actually led to uh, such an inevitability that we've actually seen in New Zealand? Uh, well, you know, one of the things that's been repeated um, by many politicians and people is that you know, we weren't expecting this to happen. So I, I have to challenge that, that because they say this is idyllic, sleepy, old New Zealand, nothing ever really happens here. Mm. Well, you know, in Canada, also they said the same thing in Quebec in 2017, when yeah. somebody walked into a mosque and, and shot six people there, mm. and they wanted to kill 53 people, but somebody, some of the brothers, they intervened and managed to overpower the... Uh, uh, the shooter uh, mm. again, Anders Breivik, when he goes when he kills in Norway, who would expect anything to happen in Norway by the far right? Mm. Um, so these sorts of things they do happen, and they're happening because essentially mm. uh, there's a narrative, uh, and it's been pushed by uh, the most powerful man in the world, Donald Trump, who says Islam hates us. Mm. There are people, intellectuals like uh, Sam Harris, who has uh, strong links with the Quilliam Foundation, who are regularly on the media, who will say things like, "This isn't a war on." terrorism let's be mm. absolutely clear this is a war against islam mm. you've got individuals like tommy robinson who has thousands and thousands of people supporting him who mm. says that he walks on the streets and he says that these people here pointing to the houses where muslims mm. live these are enemy combatants mm. so when you started pushing this narrative and you see mm. the shooter it says that the, in, in his manifesto mm. uh, he he had cited um, Anders Breivik, and Anders Breivik had cited the EDL and Tommy Robinson. Mm. So there's a link between these far-right organizations, but it, this isn't just about people sort of street level. This really is at a level, and it's really important that your listeners mm. understand this, mm. that uh, whether it's capitalist America or yeah. communist China, yeah. all use the same language yeah. in order to, uh, to abuse Muslims. So in China, mm. for example, you'll see people detained without charge or trial in their yeah. millions. Yeah. being tortured and abused yeah. and the language they use is the same language as these far right people right um, right Right, Brother Mozambique, yeah. that, that is what I want to home into, right? This language and this narrative, okay, whether it's the politicians, whether it's the media, whether it's the institutions, blaming, you know, and pointing fingers toward the Islam and the Muslim community. I mean, the, my question to you is, right, is this because of their own failure to kind of accommodate, you know, the, the people from all of these diverse, diverse backgrounds? And it's almost a blame game and, and the Muslims are the, you know, easy target that you can blame for if you've got a problem with your economy or your problem with your NHS or your problems with your your system is, is that the reason why it is or is that a more a deeper reason for, than that well there is but there is of course this theology there's the, the ideology that goes behind uh, far-right Nazi white white supremacism mm. and that's always around let's remember you know it's always been around mm. and, it, uh, and that that ideology um, it, it came from Europe and mm. it was almost that you know uh, you also believed in some of that ideology that these mm. people are less than human beings. Mm. So these are these are very pre these are big precepts that right. exist, and people they are manifest. Right. So when you see them practiced and, and uh, carried out in such places like mosques, yeah. you know there's, there's people who say in, in in for example the Sun newspaper, the Daily Mail, uh, what really happens in these mosques? These mm. mosques are incubators for terrorism. Yeah, They're yeah. not doing enough. Right. Even even uh, uh, Cameron said that that yeah. these mosques are not doing enough. Right. So people, when that trickles down to the bottom, yeah. they think they are now. Uh, they think yeah. it's fine to behave this way, right. and it's just one step away from carrying that that that, that into right. an act of violence.
uh, where you feel that you've got a, an audience, which is what happened here. Right. Okay, Mozambique, I'm just going to put you in hold just for a moment, inshallah, because I've got John Boucher on, on the call, and I know he's got very limited time. He's, he's also got other commitments. Uh, and, and John Boucher is the chief constable for Bedfordshire Police. So I want to welcome uh, John Boucher to Friday Night Live. Great to see you earlier, sir, in, 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 uh, in Luton Town. And I and, uh, saw your, your presence in Luton Town, which was, which was comforting, I'm sure, for, for the community. Uh, and there's been a lot of pre- police presence in the community this this uh, afternoon, earlier this afternoon. I mean, yep. a lot of people that I, that I was actually conversing with this afternoon outside the, the mosques are saying, you, you know, the, the police at least and the authorities have been pointing fingers toward the Muslim community for a very long time. All the legislation is towards the Muslim community. The police are, you know, their attention and their resources are focused towards the community. Whereas this fire right, right, has almost got away with, you know, you know, with, 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 without the same kind of levels of scrutiny of, uh, from the authorities, uh, John? Well, nobody in Luton has said that to me because in Bedfordshire, and this is where I can be very clear, mm. whether it's the EDL or mm. Britain First, and we all know what happened when they came into Luton, we dealt with them, we dealt with them robustly. Mm. Britain First had never been prosecuted until they came into Luton, mm. and I insisted that we went after them, and we mm. went after them with everything we had. Yeah. Uh, we took them to the civil court, we got injunctions against them, and we charged them criminally, even when yeah. I was told mm. that the legislation around the uniforms they wore and mm. the behaviours that they displayed in Luton mm. didn't reach thresholds of criminal offences. We still insisted on prosecuting them. Yeah. And one we uh, got uh, to plead guilty, and one we had a contested trial, and we proved the case against them. So yeah. that that's not helpful. What, what yeah. you've just spoken about, I think, feeds into this narrative. Now, one thing I want to say, all of us have seen those images on the yeah. television yeah. this morning when we woke up. Mm. My heart cried, my heart sank, and it, it's an attack on everybody in society. Mm. Everybody's got a responsibility. Whatever the differences that we might have physically in our colour, in our race, in our culture, we're all yeah. the same. We're, you strip us back, we're all human beings. Yeah. Politicians, especially at the moment in this country, with mm. Brexit, the confusion that we are all experiencing. Mm. Politicians have got a real responsibility to mm. take great care in what they say because some, and some spokespersons as they describe themselves, yeah. who speak about division, yeah. who speak about difference, whether subtly or very openly, the ultimate consequence mm. of that Mm. is what we saw today in Christchurch. Yeah, yeah. We're much stronger together, and our yes. differences are our strengths. Yeah. Um, we don't want any hatred towards yeah. anybody, yeah. whatever the difference might be mm. to each of us. Mm. No, no, I, I take that point, John, and and I think that that is the problem that we have at the moment, isn't it? It's, it's not that clear demarcation. I mean, it's, it's, you can actually get away with with saying pretty much quite a lot, and the politicians are getting away, media is getting away, and as you said, they're not quite reaching that threshold of criminality, and therefore, you know, they, they can get away with making these comments, and it's all adding towards creating an atmosphere where, you know, that's why a lot of the commenters are saying that, and, and Mozambique was saying that, Sister Rihanna was saying that, that these kind of things are inevitable, and and there's no accountability. Again, against that, right? And, and 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 it's not black and white, a binary legislation or a binary law where you can go away and say, you know what, there's a case for prosecution here because these politicians have got blood in their hands. Well, I, I've had to push around some of the things that we've done in Bedfordshire, but w- mm. what I do want to say, mm. what really concerns me about all of this, this individual, what he did, this, 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 this evil, awful scum mm. 
it's, it's hardly a human being. What he's done in live streaming this, this manifesto that he published, that I rang Neil Basu this morning to, to say, look, Neil, who's the head of Canterbury, a good friend and a colleague, get this down, get it off the internet. Those, those companies that provide those frameworks, those IT platforms, yeah. those companies who provide social media that we all feed with our live stream, have got a social responsibility mm. to stop the poisonous rhetoric and do it quickly. Do it clinically. Don't leave things up until so many people complain that out of embarrassment mm. yeah. they take this poison down. Yeah. Because that's what feeds these people. They sit. Mm. You know, these people are, they're inadequate. Mm. They, I think, you know, people look at these individuals and they look at themselves as some sort of, I don't know, I say this with care, you know, they think yeah. they're strong individuals. They're yeah. weak. Yeah. They are lonely mm. and they're isolated. Yeah. And we've got to make sure that they can't, nobody can feed their vulnerability and their sick views. Mm. Online. Absolutely. And that's a space that we've got to be far more robust around. Uh, absolutely. And, and another question, I, I think you touched upon it, but just, just to provide some reassurance, I mean, there's very positive messages going to the community, very positive messages that are coming from Brother Ishaq earlier with regards to the, the, the mosques and, and remaining positive, remaining resolute, business as usual. It was fantastic to see yourself in the community earlier. Good, good to see that reassuring for the community. But yeah. one question that is, you know, you, you've slightly addressed it is, is what about the, you know, the authority? and their attention to this far right threat right that they're not quite seeing the, the same level of kind of uh, because and the argument is that you know the, the policing has become politicized right so the poli right. the political you know pressure and limelight is on the Muslim community the Muslims are this and prevent and all the other kind of you know resources are being drawn into that and whilst you might say that you know that we are also taking an equal footing with regards to the far right I think many f elements of the community are saying that perhaps Perhaps we are not quite actually taking an equal footing and we're not quite treating the far right threat in our community the same way that we've been, you know, focusing on the Muslim community. Well, let, let me just deal with that with Bedfordshire and Luton. And mm. I want to make a point first about Luton. So, yeah. Luton, there is a national, I think, brand. In, and this is all from the media. This is the national media about Luton. Yeah. I've got over 35 years police service now. Luton is the most cohesive vibrant, energetic, brilliant town I've ever had the privilege to work in and mm. uh, work with people from the different communities. Luton is actually an example, in my view, for the whole country to look at about how communities come together. The charitable work that happens in Luton, the support that different communities provide each other, mm. whichever community may suffer or fall or stumble, oh. all the communities come together. That's the first thing I want to say about Luton. The right wing, I think there is there is a, a good point that you make that over years of, you know, since the 9-11 attacks, yeah. the Muslim community have felt that legislation and the efforts, if you like, of, of the state, of the architecture of government have yeah. been looking at the Muslim community because of extremism in elements of the Muslim community. Yeah. And I, I sympathize with that and I understand that. Mm. What I do... You, you need to um, look at though is in Bedfordshire we've really tackled the right wing mm. uh, extremist element. I've talked oh. about Britain first. I've talked about EDL, but also Neil Basu, mm. who is a good, good national 
lead for counterterrorism. He is an excellent guy, very talented. He has been saying since he was appointed as the national lead for counterterrorism, he is increasingly concerned to the point of being more concerned about it than anything else about the extreme right wing. Yeah. He's made it very publicly known. Mm. So I think there is some sympathy from me towards the right. view that you expressed that historically there's there's been a feeling from the Muslim community that they were under attack from the legislators. Yeah. But I promise you, we are very much focused on the National Counterterrorism Network mm. on the extreme right wing because we are anybody right. that promotes hatred on yeah. whatever side of the coin that that might come. John, that, that is, I think that's, that, that is a positive note and I think the community that are listening to that, that that's positive to hear that, you know, that they're getting that reassurance from, you know, the chief constable of the of the county that we, we're, we're living in. Lastly, very, very quick last point, I know you're a very busy gentleman this, this evening as you are normally anyway, but uh, uh, how was the interaction with the community this this afternoon and uh, any, uh, final words of kind of reassurance uh, and, uh, and uh, message to to the community from yourself john yeah well as ever you know i love coming into luton i walk into all the different mosques i get the greatest welcome i've got you know when i when i finally retire from policing and i leave what i think is the most amazing profession i will have friends lifelong friends from the mosques and across luton the communities are the strongest i've ever known as i've sort of said in my public service the reason i was there today was simply to stand together with those communities The reason I've had the community cohesion teams out there in force everywhere talking to people is because we feel the pain of the Muslim community, as do other communities in Luton and Bedfordshire and across the country, Mm. across the world at the moment. I think this is a defining moment. What happened in Christchurch, a place that I think everybody would see New Zealand as a safe space. It's never been touched by this type of awful violence ever. Mm. Yeah. And I'm hoping this is a watershed moment when anybody mm. who mischievously, discreetly, overtly mm. promotes hatred realises the consequences of the seeds right. that they sow in people's Fantastic. minds. Fantastic. On that note, John, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much for your time, John Boucher. Thank you for joining Friday Night Live this evening. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you very much, John. Right, uh, listeners, that was uh, John Boucher, who is the Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police, uh, giving us his view with regards to uh, the events and what it means locally, and, and, and really also reassuring the local community with regards to an equal footing and an equal effort being directed towards the far right as it, as it, ha- as it is towards the Muslim community historically, but, but also acknowledging that there has been a bias from a legislation perspective, and not only from a legislative perspective, but also from the authorities with regards to the Muslim community and almost some people would argue that allowing the right wing almost off the hook right so to discuss that further I'm going to go back to brother Mozambique but also I've got brother Ajmal Masroor who I also want to get involved into this discussion inshallah ta'ala. as I said a lot of lot of guests and I've still got sister Rihanna and brother Ishaq and what I'm going to give you uh, sister Rihanna and brother Ishaq is open permission to actually you know do get involved and if you've got any questions you know fire off your own questions not a problem at all for, for me inshallah ta'ala. I want to get you involved I don't want you to just 
just be sitting there listening to our great guests no doubt we've got some brilliant guests to the, and get, getting their views at the same time inshallah uh, brother Ajmal Masroor uh, Asalaamu Alaikum and welcome to Friday Night Live we had John Boucher who just for, your, just for your information he's the Chief Constable from Bedfordshire Police and I know you were very patiently listening to his comments and as was brother Moazan Beg and I'm going to bring in both of yourselves he said I, his comments were to just paraphrase I hope this is a watershed moment do you think it's going to be a watershed moment for, for, the, for the politicians and, and for these institutions to to really you know take uh, to, to take another you know maybe, maybe take a moment before they make such you know irresponsible comments and policies and and uh, you know create such an atmosphere towards the Muslim community. Who would you like to go first? Uh, yourself, brother Ajmal. <laughs> Sorry, salam alaikum, everybody. Um, obviously, it's a very uh, um, not. I want, don't want to use the cliched word watershed. I want to say it's a moment where we should all actually raise um, our, our voice as loud as possible to say, um, I, I, let me give you a story of uh, what I'm about to say and its back backdrop. I was in European Parliament of about 10, 15 years ago mm. at a conference, and I met a European parliamentary uh, parliamentarian who was a Dutch member, and he took me for lunch, and we were sitting down and talking, mm. and he said, given a situation or a circumstance where we Europeans choose to pick up guns against anyone in our continent. Yeah. Guess who would be the target? I looked at him and I said to him, what do you mean? He said, well, you don't have to worry about it. You would be the target. You Muslims would be the target. Mm. I said to him, why do you say that? He said, if we are given the opportunity, we will fire all our machine guns, all our guns at you, because we are led to believe that you are the enemy within. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it was quite chilling when I heard him say this 15 mm. years ago. Hmm. I'm afraid his words are coming true every day. Yeah. Uh, the constant uh, rubbish that has been um, regurgitated by hmm. media, by politicians, hmm. by the so-called media pundits, yeah. um, it's been nothing but a vile mantra against the Muslims. It's yeah. uh, based basically on very little facts, mostly on um, whipped up frenzy of, uh, of feelings that have hmm. no basis. Mm. Um, so it is a moment where we should stand very loudly and clearly and challenge mm. this yeah. idea that you cannot continuously get away with it. And no. I think whoever was speaking earlier on when I was when I was called at the back of the conversation, I heard there are big big players who are actually gloating at the misery of Muslims today. Mm. They may not have made this public, but they are gloating mm. that a few Muslims have been killed. They couldn't say it, but somebody has done it Absolutely. for them. Yeah. Yeah. We have to. Say it loudly, my brother. Yeah. And this is for the Muslims as well. Yeah. Europe is our home. Yeah. Britain, Britain is our home. Mm. Any country where we live, this is our home. Mm. And we're going to do everything possible to make sure this home right. is safe and secure and comfortable for all of us. Right. And nobody's going to take that away from us. Right. Ajman uh, Masood, we've got five minutes before we go into commercial break. I want to bring Moazam Beg. I know Brother Ishaq also wants to make a comment. So just one minute. Uh, Brother Moazam, Ajman Masood, uh, Europe is our home. A lot of people are now going to be feeling that, look, secularism has, has really failed to allow us to almost, you know, make this our home, right? Uh, and, and it's not been able to accommodate, you know, the, the people from, the, you know, the, the migrants or the people from, you know, not, not indigenous. To, 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 these, to these lands. To, to, to what extent do you agree or disagree with Ajman Masroo that Europe is our home and this is the place where we need to carve out a, a role for ourselves in, in, in these lands? 
Well, he's right. Muslims have been part of Europe since uh, since Europe came came uh, into into its own, uh, mm. and I'm talking about for over a thousand years and even before that. Yeah. And that's actually a very good uh, good example. Actually, is is the Muslims of Bosnia. Yeah. I went there during the war many many times, and I yeah. saw Muslims and white yeah. Slavic, the same as white uh, white blockhead white, be yeah. massacred yeah. and ethnically cleansed and a genocide against them yeah. because they were Muslims. Yeah. Interestingly, the guy who carried out the attacks. Um, uh, um, this, uh, at uh, Christchurch, he had in his manifesto language and references to that war. He was celebrating um, some of the, the, the stuff that the uh, Serb Orthodox were celebrating when they were killing the Muslims of Europe. And so yeah. what you have, we have to bear in mind is this, is that we talk about all of these attacks, the, the Muslim terrorism and so forth, but the biggest uh, genocide that took place after World War II in Europe was against Muslims. Mm. We have to bear that that is part of European um, history. It, yeah. And so for us to say that somehow the far right and the Muslim extremism are both the same, it's simply untrue. Mm. It's in, entirely untrue. And I'll give you an example. I didn't get a chance to respond to the police officer, but I'll tell you this. In 2014, yeah. I was arrested. Mm. Police entered my home uh, and I was told 150 police officers took part in that raid. Mm. 150. Wow. Uh, and over a period of four days, searched my home. They arrested me and they took me to high security Belmarsh prison and they tried to prosecute me. You know what for? Mm. For sending a generator to the Free Syrian Army rebels. Right. That was terrorism. Mm. So the police are, were implementing that very policy yeah. that they are saying is targeting the Muslim community for being Muslims mm. or, or, and not, uh, not accepting yeah. that actually, what does that have to do with terrorism? Yeah. And the answer is, of course, nothing. And I won my case in the end and they right. apologized to me. Yeah. But the point is, is that that's where they've been expending their resources. Right. And simultaneously, the, the far right has been giving this narrative, oh, look, the Muslims are a threat, the Muslims are terrorists, mm. and that's why the far right has risen, because mm. the language of the government and yeah. people in power and yeah, policy yeah. Yeah. Are, are pushing that. So right. it's unavoidable that one feeds the other. Yeah. And the government has still, nobody's taken uh, um, blame, nobody's taken responsibility, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Boris yeah. Johnson can make yeah. those comments and yeah. so forth. And still, there's no, there's right. no um, uh, brother Muslim. I've, I've got, I've got also guests in the studio. Okay, brother Ishaq Ghazi, I know you, you wanted to make a comment. I'm, I'm going to bring you in. You know, Jazakallah for your patience and that. Exactly. I wanted to bring the debate a little bit back to yeah. um, um, where we are and mm. where we want, where we are heading. Mm. And when uh, uh, Baroness, uh, whilst she was talking about the struggles in the 80s yeah. against racism, yeah, and she was absolutely right. Mm. Today we have a very crude form of racism yeah. focused and targeted at Muslims yeah. and that, that is actually Islamophobia mm. in its crudest form mm. and that's the challenge that we face. So yeah. we, we actually have a responsibility for mm. our, our, our next generation yeah. and how are we going to deliver that yeah. and part of that includes mm. uh, accountability. Yeah. Accountability of those that who represent us yeah. currently yeah. in the, at a political level. Right. You, we have um, a number of Muslim MPs in in in, in the parliament. Yeah. We also have uh, lots of local uh, councillors mm. representing the um, uh, at a local level. Mm. And where is that accountability? Mm. And I think this is what I said earlier that we now need to become more organised. Yeah. In, in terms of uh, uh, politically yeah. and intellectually, but can I can I just ask you, brother Isak? And that's um, lacking. Okay, and, and we need we need to address that. Right. So how how uh, who do we send mm. as our representatives mm. who can reflect mm. on what our aspirations are right. and what our uh, challenges are? Right. Those that we select yeah. and we put forward, they have a responsibility. Right, uh, uh, brother.
brother, it's Saga. I, I didn't even realize we're going to go into commercial break. So I've only got 30 seconds before we go into a commercial break. Bro- brother Ajmal Masroor and, and uh, brother Mozambique, I, I don't know if you're actually able to uh, hold on for a couple, of, a couple of minutes whilst we go into a commercial break. Is that possible at all? Sure. Is that, is that possible? Oh, Jazakallah. I, I really do appreciate your patience. Sorry. Oh, you have to leave him, brother Muslim, do you? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. Jazakallah Khair, Sheikh, for your time this and evening. And I know everyone's very busy today uh, due to the circumstances. But Jazakallah uh, Khair, Brother Muazzam, and Jazakallah, uh, Brother Ajmal Masroor, for, for your patience and holding on. Uh, listen, we, we are going into a commercial break. This is Friday Night Live. We are discussing the events of Christchurch in New Zealand. We're going to go away for a commercial break and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Don't go away. And when we come back, last half an hour to just look at and, and reflect those uh, on, on, upon those events, inshallah. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Friday Night Live with me Hafiz Shaban on this uh, Friday evening 15th of March 2019 where we have been discussing and we have dedicated this evening show to the events uh, of uh, Christchurch in New Zealand and we've been discussing with a number of different panelists some of our listeners have called in uh, and uh, a, a number of paneli- panelists that we've got in the studio all been sharing their thoughts and, and their feelings with regards to the events uh, and all also, you know, in terms of analysis uh, and uh, in terms of commentary, in terms of what's been happening and what does it mean for us as a community here in the UK, we still have brother Ajmal Masroor on the call, on the, on the phone, and I'm going to go straight to the brother, inshallah, who's been very patient, mashallah, and waiting for us over the commercial break. Uh, brother Ajmal Masroor, salam alaikum and uh, jazakallah here for your for your patience. Uh, and now, uh, whilst I welcome you back, we we are in this last half an hour, and I want to involve brother Ishaq and sister Rihanna also more, uh, more in in this last half an hour to actually discuss the UK context, right? Uh, so of course this is this is uh, New Zealand, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's nevertheless Ummah. You know, the, um, we have an affinity to the Ummah there, but also what what are, what are the implications for us as a community here in the UK, right? If if, if uh, New Zealand is described as an idyllic kind of a, a society and a community where they least expected something like that to happen we have a very kind of a hostile i would i would almost label it a lot a lot of commentators would say a very hostile environment here in the uk where we're, we're almost on a daily basis getting these kind of headlines and this kind of bashing in terms of a community and the spotlight on, the, on, on this community so what are the implications for us as a community here in the uk right these are the questions that i want you to consider what is the reaction the response of the community here in the uk Right. What does it mean for our massages, brother Ishaq, right, in terms of how we should be functioning? And, you know, how do we challenge this narrative more, you know, more, more you know, more louder? Or, you know, brother Ajmal used this, these words of being more louder. Brother Atik used this. What does that mean more louder? What does it mean practically? Right. How do we challenge this political narrative? So these are some of the questions that I want you to think about. But I want you to articulate your points, you know, a bit more concisely, far better than I'm you know, able to do that. Right. In terms of asking the question. And let, let, let's let's share these questions out amongst the amongst our three three panelists, inshallah. So over to you, brother Ajmal Masroor, in terms of uh, your opening comments. Okay, so here is the issue. The issue right. is: Are Muslims doing enough? Yeah, I don't think they are. Do we uh, do we have enough Muslim MPs who are actually interested in Islamic issues, Muslim issues? No, mm. we've got Muslim MPs 
who are interested in their nationalistic issues, mm. they're interested in their cultural issues, right. but they're not interested in Islamic issues. Mm. We've got councillors in our local level, majority of them are culturally Muslim, mm. very little affinity to the, to the idea mm. of Islam. Secondly, those who are in the parliament as Muslim MPs, they don't even have a clue about what it means to be British Muslim. Mm. Confidently British, comfortably, uh, sorry, confidently Muslim and comfortably British. Mm. They haven't got a clue mm. and they don't understand it. If anything, they're more Pakistani, more Bengali first, mm. then Muslim. Mm. The third and the most important question is are the, question that, the question that you've raised about the mosques. Mm. I believe most of our mosques are doing a terrible service mm. when it comes to serving our community. Mm. Apart, apart from serving the community for prayer purposes, right. what else are they doing to integrate, right. to invite the non-Muslims into our society, right. and most importantly, to bring them in our conversations on a daily basis? Okay, I don't so, think they're doing enough. So I've got, I've got a brother from the Luton Council of Mosques, Brother Ishaq, here. I want him to pick up the question about the mosque, but, but, but help me out sir, here, Brother Ajman Masroor, right? More MPs, more councillors, more voices in Parliament, but, but the reality is over the last couple of years, we have precisely seen more MPs, we've seen precisely more representation but we haven't seen any you know anyone addressing and, and really running the the cause of islam and the muslims at all and and accounting the, the, the political parties or the politicians with regards to the islamophobia and the anti-islamic narrative that that is so rife amongst all of these parties what we need in the uk right. is a few ilhan omar right. like in america right what we have today in britain are sheep inside yeah. uh, the parliament who are not really interested in islam we're voting for the wrong people. Right. I thought you were going to say sheep in the wolves' clothing, but you didn't. You didn't quite. Well, you didn't quite that. go there. No. no. I, look, I'm saying something simple. We right. have a problem. Right. Our community, over and over again, would vote for their braderies. Yes. Would vote for their countrymen. Yeah. Would go, go, vote for their countrywoman. Right. Yeah. I'm not interested in British Islam and the interest we have in this country. Yeah. That is the biggest problem. Okay. We have. I've okay. stood for the parliamentary election twice. Okay. And I tell you. Yeah. The experience from the Muslim community has been nothing but bitter. Okay, okay. So just hold on to those thoughts, right? We, we've got a mm -hmm. we've got a caller, right? So let's let's hear the caller. Uh, I, I believe, Brother Yunus. Salam alaikum. Where are you calling from, Brother Yunus? And, and what, what would you like to say? Alaikum uh, salam. Yeah, I'm just calling from from East London. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off Imam Ajmal. No, no, no. Yeah. Imam Ajmal is still is listening to you. Okay. Uh, no pressure. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Um, first of all, I just want to say I completely agree with Imam Ajmal. Um, like not enough, not enough people actually supported him when he was running and stuff like that. Yeah. So that, that's, I think that's the first thing. I think um, I've been hearing a lot about us getting organised mm. as a community, and I think there's just two points that I think uh, often get like not really addressed properly. Okay. One is um, there's several organisations that are like trying to trying to help our situation, like uh, on the on the kind of front line. Right. So you had you had some of them obviously on, like five pillars, uh, yeah, yeah. men, Islam twenty one C, case. These organisations are like really uh, they're, they're poorly funded, um, yes. unfortunately, and um, you know some of these organisations don't even have offices that they operate from. They're completely uh, volunteer led organisations. Yes. yes. Uh, even though they've done like amazing work. So, so, um, so are you saying we need more of these kind of organizations or we need to help, you know, plow more resources into these organizations so they get a bigger voice and a louder voice in society? Is that your point? Yeah, we need to give more funding to these organizations. Not that we need more organizations, yeah. it's just that organizations are not given uh, enough like funding from the community. I mean, we raise a hundred right. million pounds charity right. every year during Ramadan. Okay. 
and we so we need to support like, these kind of organizations that, that are doing grassroots services challenging the government narrative and and trying to articulate more you know a better case for for the muslim and the muslim community i think that's your point brother Yunus. is that correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. all right bro, yeah. brother Yunus, jazakallah we've got a another caller on the line let's take the brother is it masood ahmed Yes, it's Maksud Ahmed. Maksud Ahmed, assalamu alaikum, brother. Where are you calling from, uh, Akhi? And what, what, what are your, what's your comment or question? I think I'm one of your, one of your guests. Oh, uh, are you? All right, that's that's interesting. Okay, brother, brother, brother <laughs> Maksud, just give me a minute because I, I wasn't told, and, and I'll come, come, come to you in, in a minute. First, I want to bring in Sister Rihanna, and then brother Ishaq, and then we'll go to brother uh, Maksud. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, brother Maksud. I believe is um, from the Muslim Council of Britain. So we oh, we, we are, despite the confusion, delighted to have you oh, on. Um, <laughs> just to, I, want, I just want to go back on some of those points because there are some valid issues about the Muslim response but actually I think when we put it all on the Muslim community we are doing a a disservice mm -hmm. to the very strong voices that are being made the very strong efforts that are being made and actually we we, we can fall into the trap yeah. of putting the responsibility to deal with this in the wrong place mm -hmm. um, so that, that's the first thing I want to say in terms of I think the activism is there certainly if I talk from a local perspective yeah. We we sit here, Isaac um, and I, as from two different council of mosques, but very much we work together on these issues. Um, you know, very much there is a collective response to these issues. Our responses, our unity, has been lost in our political leadership. Has been lost in the inability of our local leadership to take our issues forward. Mm. So what I will say to all of your listeners is that we have elections coming up. Mm. When your local representative knocks on your door and asks mm. for your vote, mm. please do ask them what they have done. Mm. And this is not actually just something that we should say. Actually, these are Muslim councillors, mm. or these are our yeah. um, Muslim MPs. Mm. Our MP, regardless of his faith, has a duty mm. to um, mm. represent us. Yeah. So what are those people doing about these um, issues? Ask those questions. Mm. Our, both of our MPs, who are not Muslims, yeah. will say that we are anti-racist campaigners. Yeah, both yeah. will say that we are allies. Mm. What does allyship mean? Mm. What does being an anti-racist mean? It doesn't mean that mm. you give us your thoughts and prayers mm. and your condemnations. Mm. It's very nice of you, but actually we want more than that. What's yeah, happening yeah. in terms of mm. actions, in mm. terms of, mm. you know, countering these... Um, Baroness Fadsi was on... She, Excellent. Obviously, we know she's been very vocal mm. in terms of um, responding to these things. Yeah. But the, the the reality is, is that the political impetus to deal with them yeah. is not there. And that's yeah. going to be very difficult for 5% of the population yeah. Yeah. in terms of what we make up as Muslims. Yeah to deal with by ourselves. Mm. So actually it's a challenge to everybody else. It's about what are you going to do now? Yeah, okay, excellent. Absolutely. Okay, uh, brother Ishaq, okay. Oh. Uh, I mean, brother Ajmal Masroor raised a point about mm. our massages mm. and, you know, being a lot more active. Uh, you, you know, I, I mean, there's a, there's a, it's a different debate. We are debate. here in Luton, we are. Okay, alhamdulillah, that's good. There's, there's a different debate, but you know, there, there is a lot of, uh, you know, a, a opinion out there that our mosques and our imams are just far too quiet, right? They just, you know, silenced with regards to, you know, the political atmosphere at the moment, you know, they fear being labeled extremists, they, they, they're quiet because of the, the prevent, you know, you know pressures on them. Okay. And, and, and I can understand mm. those pressures, but is this not a time to actually make your voices heard, articulate, you know, your position, 
call out you know what is real extremism and, and you know actually you know be 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 ready to actually challenge the okay. government narrative let me, let me brother just, yeah brother um let me just uh, respond to a couple of things yeah. that um uh, brother mr uh, touched on mm. firstly and yeah i think you asked a question about um what do we need to do mm. one of the things that we need we need to do continuously is yeah. perceptions that are held Mm. about our community yeah. now for example our children are, who are growing up now yeah. in the playground yeah. for example they would be perceived as yeah. these these are children of yeah. a particular a, a particular community yeah. who are perceived as internal terrorism yeah so that's the perception that we need to change and that's yeah. the challenge that we have yeah. and we are continuing to work on that I first. And second, yeah. secondly mm. um, the accountability aspect of mm. those who represent us right. that clearly hasn't happened and mm. we need to we agree with that and mm. uh, with Bill Masrur. Thirdly, the role of m- m- mosques. Mm. Now, one of the things that you need to remember is um, we role of masjids from um, uh, you know historically has been the mas- mas- masjids would be center of yeah. the communities. Yeah, yeah. We need to focus on that. We need mm. to bring the masjids mm. back into the center of the of, of our needs, mm. and everything that happens should come from there. Mm. But Mm. There is a big but. There are issues around resources. Yeah. We we currently rely on donations, and we now need to become a lot more enterprising. Clearly, that that's that's one of the things that we we need to do, and the role that, that has traditionally held in the last uh, 20, 30 years in 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 this country, clearly that has to be addressed and needs mm. to now need to change. Mm. And how do we engage that? How do we create that engagement? For example, m- most of the massages uh, now beginning to have space for women yeah. and and that, that that's a change that's a positive right. change and right. that we need to create so i think the um, um we, we 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 have been working at a local level yeah. very closely okay. and and we we've demonstrated mm. the uh, best nature of working together okay. in in terms of um, uh, uh, with other organizations other yeah. partnerships that yeah. we've been working with yeah. and the challenges that we've been making mm. collectively okay. and that's us being taking a different course uh, mm. than than previously mm. in the history that we've we have, okay. you know, we have uh, our website that has um, uh, uh, a lot of information on it. Yeah. Uh, Lutonmoss.org. Yeah. People can visit that, and it, it defines some of the activities that we've contributed right. to. But okay. we haven't finished. But okay. we need to continue. Okay, I'm happy you took you took quite quite a few minutes there, brother Sahab, because you, you you were patient and, and and you were not speaking for a long time. So <laughs> I I let you make the, those comments. I give you that time. Alhamdulillah. We we are obviously very short on time. I want to bring in brother. Uh, Masood Ahmed, uh, apologies for the confusion earlier, Sheikh, but Jazakallah for joining us on Friday Night Live, Assistant Secretary or, uh, of the Muslim Council of Britain, I believe. Uh, so, so why don't we opening up with, with, with your thoughts, firstly, uh, on the events in uh, New Zealand, very, very briefly, but, but then let's bring it into the UK context. Uh, the earlier questions I asked, I think you heard. I'm going to try to minimise my talking and, and give you a bit more airtime, uh, brother. Okay, Bismillah rahman rahim Thank you very much for having me on. Um, from the Muslim Council of Britain, like uh, many other people in this country, especially Muslims, we are very shocked uh, by this cowardly and Islamophobic terrorist attack on innocent people who were just contemplating. In fact, the moment he started shooting was the moment just before Salah, when everybody would have been silent and very quiet in contemplation. So uh, it, it is uh, it is shameful that uh, in, in in developed countries, modern societies, mm. we have such poisonous individuals live amongst us. 
So uh, I'm pleased to see that there has been condemnation from all sections of society, mm. uh, particularly from the, uh, you know, from the prime prime ministers of the two countries directly involved, uh, New Zealand and uh, Australia, mm. and. Uh, in terms of people in this country, my thoughts are that, you know, uh, whilst we are also very sad and praying for all these people, yeah. we also need to be vigilant. We need to keep ourselves safe. But we mustn't let these people divide us and create divisions between us. There mm. will always be some people who are opportunistic. They will try to put blames on different people. Mm. At the end of the day, this is a cowardly act. It's a terrorist act. And it needs to be named as that. Yeah. And uh, from the Muslim Council of Britain, we have, as you may be aware, this morning, first thing this morning, as soon as we uh, came to get the full picture of what's going on, we have issued a press uh, release and also called on the government mm. to take proactive actions uh, yeah. so that uh, you know Muslims are reassured that they have value uh, and they are valued and mm. they are made to feel safe. Yeah. So we are calling on the government to uh, extend the mm. Places of Worship Security Fund yeah. run by the Home Office yeah. and to make it equitable so that it it is dispersed, you know, shared uh, uh, on par with other communities. And some communities mm. are disproportionately, right. uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, prejudiced, if you like, mm. because there are huge uh, attacks and all the time we are living in fear in this country and elsewhere. So yeah. in the context of this country, we want to see that uh, those funds are made available to mosques so that at least some basic security arrangements can be there hmm. uh, because some mosques are very vulnerable, very open, and in our uh, kind of goodwill and naivety in a way, hmm. Uh, you know, we, we just leave everything open. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I mean, you mentioned the, the aspect of fear, and I want to go to Sister Rihanna. I mean, that that is one attribute which which I don't I don't really believe that it exists in our community, mashallah. It's always been very positive, very confident, and even in in light of this kind of uh, tragic event happening of unprecedented kind of proportions, right? What is the kind of interaction that you've had today with the community telling you about the community, right? And what is your message? Because we, we, we're coming to the end of the show what is your message to the community you know uh, go, go on, so I, I think our message at the end goes mm. right back to our message at the beginning mm. we um, are deeply sad about what's happened today mm. and not just because of the killing but because of what it represents because of the um, the context in which it's happened and because actually this is not the end we know this mm. but what I saw today what I continue to see is taqwa a firm belief mm. and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. And I think that is the thing that we need to hold on and the thing that we need to move on with. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it, it's difficult. And actually, uh, th this morning, my children put on the news and had I thought, I wouldn't have let them do it. But I've got mm. a, an eight-year-old who, who who wasn't quite being able to piece it together, but yeah. just said, is Abu still going to go to the masjid today? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And as a mother and as, as all of us in this room mm. as parents, those are really difficult things mm. to respond to. But we, we have to respond to them. We have mm. to instill yeah. confidence in our young people. Mm. And again, you know, regardless of what happened today, our masajids, our imams, our mm. faith leaders, do mm. them down if you must. But I think it's a disservice. Stood mm. resolutely today yeah, yeah, to yeah. say that actually mm. we are not going to be uh, cowed mm. by this. Mm. We will still stand here every yeah. Friday. The yeah. shooter chose mm. that moment mm. for a reason. Mm. It was an act of 
cowardice to mm. attack people from mm. behind mm. when he knew they wouldnn't be aware. Absolutely. But we remain resolute. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think I think very very positive message, and and in fact, it actually shows the failure mm. of despite all of these pressures and all of this, you know, a spotlight on the on the community that you know that that is being put. The community is remains resolute, brother Isaac. You need you need to go. So, so final final comments from you before you Alhamdulillah, go. Alhamdulillah, today's discussion has demonstrated mm. that one. That as I said, that we are resolute. Mm. We are we are standing together, yeah. and that will not change. We yeah. will continue to build on that, and yeah. I think that's a challenge that we will face yeah. continuously, even more. Uh, probably we will see these kind of attacks further, yeah. but we mustn't get uh, deterred from these mm. things mm. and and not get uh, intimidated. And mm. as brother from MCB has said, I completely agree with him mm. that we this is the time for us to continue the struggle that we started okay. and maintain it. Okay. Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah. Brother, Jazakallah, brother Ishaq, for your, for your patience, mashallah. You've been here almost uh, the two hours and and uh, predom- uh, pre- predominantly over the over the two, the two hours you've been very patient in listening to Zakalah uh, for, for joining us t- tonight on Friday Night Live okay we've got a, we've got a caller all, uh, also so let me go to the caller uh, Aslanikum brother where are you uh, your, your name and, and where are you calling from and your comment or question Walaikum as it's Zamir here from Luton brother yes brother what is your comment or question Nahi so I, I just want to make a comment. I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the point has been uh, made quite clearly that there's a, uh, the government and the politicians, you know, they do provide oxygen to this kind of mm. uh, incidents that have happened, right? And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, firstly, we have to understand that this is, this is not by accident. It's actually quite deliberate. If you look at the way anti-Semitism is dealt with, you know, there's a completely different approach to the way the government deals with Islamophobia. Mm. So that tells us that actually this is quite deliberate. And, you know, to to my mind, you know, I have to think about what is the reason for this, right? Mm. And, you know, uh, to me, it seems like, you know, the the, the problem they have is that uh, Islam is really a contender for the current secular liberal system. Mm. And it actually provides an alternative and a far better system, really. Mm. Uh, and and that, that's the problem. Rather than discussing and debating with Islam mm. um, and with Muslims, they've taken the approach of demonizing Islam and Muslims. Right. And the end result is that some people take this and, and they take it to a next level. And, mm. and you know, this despicable acts like this yeah, are, are become uh, really Byproduct. inevitable. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jazakallah, brothers and me. Unfortunately, we don't have much time to, to continue the conversation, but Jazakallah for that short, sharp comment and, uh, and for calling in. Jazakallah. All right. So that listeners was uh, Brother Zamir calling in and giving his views. Uh, Brother Masood, you, you, you heard the, the comment from our listener in. What, what are your thoughts with regards to the, that comment? And, and, and lastly, before we, we, we actually finish, this probably might be your, your last comment. Uh, what is your final message to, to, to the community? Well, I think, uh, let me take the last uh, point first. Mm. <clears throat> and that is, uh, in terms of my message to the community is that, uh, like uh, I think it's Mr. Rihanna who also said, that we mustn't uh, feel down. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the nature of Islam and Muslim is that it is a positive religion. It mm. is a positive message. Yeah. Uh, it is a beat. So no matter what happens, you're not a loser. Mm. So even if those people who died today, we know that they're going to Jannah. Inshallah. Okay, so they're innocent. They they are among. They're going to be amongst the yeah. shuhada. So we, you know, these people think that they're going to defeat Islam and Muslims. Yeah. Yeah. Islam is not here to be defeated. It is here to coexist, to give the peaceful message. And Islam is always inviting mm. people and welcoming people. Just like uh, surprisingly, uh, for some people, uh, when this killer came on the scene, he walked into the mosque. 
Little did the person who greeted him know that he's got guns and he's going to shoot people down. Mm. So he actually said to him, welcome. In his own video message, it is recorded. Somebody mm. welcoming him to the mosque mm. in, innocently. Mm. And look what he had done. So he has mm. debased himself. Mm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says uh, that, you know, he calls some of these people asfala safilin. They are the lowest of the law. Yes, because yes. they have debased themselves <clears throat> and gone down to a level which yeah. is below any standard. Mm. So people have fear in their hearts. And it is out of weakness. Yeah. Uh, they try to do these extreme acts. But yeah. as Muslims, okay. we know that we must still remain resolute and united okay. and, 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 and um, work together to make things better for everybody. Just, I disagree with the brother's uh, second point. Yes, very quickly, brother. Islam is, very quickly, that Islam is not here to compete or uh, mm. it's not a contender. It is here to coexist mm. peacefully with others. Right. Uh, and, you know, peace, people choose to become Muslim, that's fine. But we're not here to compete with other people or, <laughs> right. okay. or, or overtake other people. Okay, Brother Masood, Jazakallah Head for, for your time this evening for Friday Night Live. Jazakallah Head. We, we are unfortunately out of time. Uh, and uh, inshallah, we, ta'ala, we, we would love to have you on another day, inshallah. Jazakallah Head. Thank you very much. Thank okay, you for Brother Masood, Jazakallah Head. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. In fact, I've just got another, another caller on. on on the line so let me go straight to the caller sister Rihanna do, do you need to leave or you want, you want to make a uh, final call uh, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll listen to our final uh, caller okay. uh, so, Assalamualaikum brother, brother Sarwar I believe Walaikum Assalam brother you got 30 seconds so yeah just just a quick quill uh, it's a, uh, just a clarification I yes. just uh, heard the BBC uh, um, uh, news at half past seven yes and they're, they're still saying this is a mass shooting uh, yes. As a, as a um, uh, you know, Secretary General, Joint Secretary of uh, MCB. Yes. Uh, my request to Brother Masood uh, to uh, raise that. If they, can, if they can raise the issue yes. to BBC and other media, why are they are not telling that this is a terrorist attack? Why okay. Okay. Jazakallah, Brother Sarwa, I'm going to get Sister Rihanna to very quickly. Uh, mass shooting, not a terrorist act. I was surprised. Um. I mean, I, I think I think uh, you know, lots of people have rightly called it a terrorist attack. Mm -hmm. There is mm -hmm. some of that language, yeah. that soft language, and I think. We'll see an increasing amount of it yeah. going out yeah. of people trying to disassociate and certainly yeah. some of those mm. those on the right mm. uh, who have been peddling um, Islamophobic speech mm. are, are are falling into a language of dismissal and distancing yeah. um, and uh, we will continue to challenge it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a fantastic note to finish on. Jazakallah, Sister Rihanna, for, for joining me in the studio, which is to continue to challenge it. I think that's the positive note that we're finishing on, that the challenge continues. Okay, the struggle continues and, and be positive and, and hold on to the to the to, to your deen and hold on to, to your faith and do not be become pessimistic inshallah you are with me Hafiz Shaban on Friday Night Live unfortunately we've run out of time our du'as go out to the to our community out in Christchurch in New Zealand and around the world until next week assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.